This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. So I was thinking, you know how you were talking last week about how sometimes it's hard to be funny because we're talking about like rape or the murder of a child or something like really, really bad and stuff like that? Yeah. I think what we should do is we should try to work in a few more lighthearted topics, more things that are still murdery, still true crimey, but we can riff on a little bit more. Well, what do you have? Like, what ideas do you have? Well, I have a good one for this week. All right. Mass shootings. Project Humanoid, this is Murder, My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And I'm perplexed. Why? How so? Also Jackson Wells. Oh, okay. I thought you were... I thought you were, like, a debuting a new character, like a masked wrestler. Perplexed. Perplexed. Yeah. Would perplexed do the perfect plex, do you think? I was thinking it of that. It could just be, like, yeah. a... It's short for perfect plexed. Yeah. And then... And then... When I have the... When I uh, fall into ooze, I'm super perplexed. <laughs> Yeah, I was reading this thing it's about a all these, mouthful. All these wrestlers and their uh, their their movie. Oh, here debuts. we go. Here we go. Right away. <laughs> right away in the wrestling. Right in the wrestling. <laughs> um, uh, and wrestling's fake. How, how like Roman Reigns might have been in the biggest debut movie for a, a wrestler ever because his first movie was Hobbs and Shaw and it's making a bunch of money. And how like oh uh, yeah, but guess what? What if the fucking Rock wasn't in right? It? And if it wasn't part of that franchise, yeah, he's not the reason. People were just like, like kind of goofing on it. Ugh. Like, hey, he's bigger than the Rock. The Rock's first movie was The Mummy Returns, and that wasn't as big. And oh okay, and it's like uh, all yeah. these other people like their first movie. Well, wasn't that well, big. here's the thing. You you know that there's a handful of people that are just joking. Yeah, oh, and yeah, then there's joking. there's uh, a, a couple fistful of people that are uh, being serious. Yeah, so yeah. All right, so uh, so we're gonna talk. Uh, speaking of wrestling, uh-huh. uh huh. This is kind of. Uh, I think that this kind of. This is how this kind of came about. Somehow we were talking about Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, yeah. This is being recorded before WWE's SummerSlam, and he's gonna be on that show. Yeah, we record on Sundays. Put the podcast out on Monday. Uh, Dolph Ziggler went to Kent State. Yes. He, he went there. He uh-huh. uh, he wrestled. Uh, Kent State had those. Well, it wasn't Kent State themselves. They didn't do right. this. They didn't put this out on their merch. Uh, but it it was. Um, do you remember who who it was? No, it was one of those like things you follow because I know you're into the horror crime. No, it wasn't that. It was like it, this was like a. A place that you would see them now. It would like have been a hot topic or something like that, or Spencer. Y- y- so you would think, you would think, but um, gosh, I, I, you know, uh, Kent State hoodie, Urban Outfitters. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I think it was them. I guess it, maybe it's, they thought it was one of those tragedy plus time things, where it's now okay to make fun of Kent State because it, it might was not have been Urban Outfitters though. Oh. Okay. No, maybe it was. Yes, it was. Yep. 
It was Urban Outfitters uh, vintage red stained Kent State sweats, uh, sweatshirt. Jeez. So, yeah. So they put this. Uh, I'll show you a picture of it. And if you're unaware of why this is a big deal. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's not even like t- like. This isn't even like you got grazed. It's faux faux blood stains. This is all of the victims' blood. Yeah, on this one sweatshirt. Apparently. And we'll be getting into more detail about that in our Patreon bonus. But just as a uh, brief overview, the Kent State shooting was when there were protests about the Vietnam War. The National Guard was called in as they were trying to break up the po- protests. They started firing on the protesters, and four people were killed. Yeah, four four students were killed. This is May fourth. May the fourth be with you. Yeah. Uh, 1970. So this is before it was Star Wars, yeah. Because there wasn't a Star Wars yet. Yeah. And um. So yeah, this is selling a faux bloody sweatshirt with the Kent State logo on it. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll we'll talk more about this on the Patreon. Yeah, but that is a so so if you're if you're interested, you want to know uh, what we have to say. Uh, hey, that'll be two dollars. It's two bucks. <laughs> I, I like how you said that'll be two dollars. Like like we're gonna make a transaction right here. <laughs> yeah, like oh, that'll be two dollars, please. Uh, two dollars. You get uh, you get an extra, basically an extra half hour. So it's another story. Plus, you get the Florida Man game. Yes. Um, and it's not just two dollars for for one uh one show. It's two dollars per month. It's, so it's per month. So you get it. You're getting four shows or five, depending on the month, depending on how many Mondays there are. Yeah, maybe sometimes seven. No, no, there's never no. seven Sundays in a I've month. I've never That's been never good at happen. math. It's either four or five. I was going to go for to math. Uh, I was going to go to math, but then I, I was going to go to college for math at Kent State, but then, you know, you have five students, four students are shot. How now? I'm not, now I'm just as bad as Urban Outfitters. And why are they doing five minus four in college math class? <laughs> this is, that's really bad. Oh, that says man. a lot about the value of a Kent State education or this podcast. Or this podcast. Yeah. Don't come to this podcast to learn math. No, 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 no. All I know, though, speak- is that we're uncouth. We're very uncouth. And speaking of m- math, there seem to be a lot more mass shootings in America than other places. Now more than ever. It's How come really, none are ever really done good. at mass? Huh? There's been shootings in churches, but they're not usually Catholic churches. Right. That's yeah, why. Not- I wonder why. Because I guess they figure Catholics are packing. I don't know. Who's they? The shooter. The shooters are usually they. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? They're usually hitting up synagogues or mosques or, you know. There have been, like, Protestant churches. Like, I know there was one in the Carolinas. It was, like, a black church. Well, that's why. Yeah. It's a black church. If it's a white fucking Christian church, most likely not going to get shot up. Now, <clears throat> here's the thing. Um, My ex's dad... Uh, he he's one of those guys. He walks around packing like a gun on the hip. Yeah. Okay. And he would do that in church. Uh huh. And all I, all I ever thought was, why isn't God watching? Well, it's the whole praise the Lord and pass the ammunition thing. Yeah. God helps those who help themselves as well. Yeah. Hmm. I guess that's it. It's almost like, eh, let's leave that alone. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> touching that with a ten foot pole. Let's leave that alone. I wasn't sure. Now, do you hear this noise? So there's uh, alarms going off outside. Fire I thought there was there. somebody outside just going, ooh, like a, uh, a fucking, a really like weird ghost. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. 
Ooh. It's an excited ghost. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> an excited or ghost. Or it's Mr. Poopy Butthole from Rick and Morty. Now, I was a little uh, upset today. I went to. Uh, no, not you. Yeah. I went to Walmart. I got some sodas. Uh-huh. And I wanted a plain black, like, uh, hat. Uh-huh. Well, I saw one. It wasn't plain, but it was like it was a uh, like a trucker cap. Uh-huh. But it, pepperoni on the, hat on the front hat. No, oh. on the front of it, the fr- like the front panel had uh, like palm trees or something. Uh-huh. And I, it was like seven or eight bucks, and I was like, I'm not spending seven or eight bucks on this fucking hat. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw a Rick and Morty hat. Right. But it was on. It was on the uh, thing that was listed as two bucks. Mm-hmm. And now, now if it were my mom. She would have argued and got the fucking hat for two right, bucks. Yeah. I let it go. So I went up to the self-checkout and uh, I fucking swipe it. It came, it came to like $9 mm-hmm. for this Rick and Morty hat. I was going to get it for, you know, one of the kids. Right. They love Rick they and Morty. They all love Rick and Morty. Yeah. It's a shame. They only had, well, it doesn't, I didn't get it, so it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah fucking nine dollars and and i told the dude i was like it was on the two dollar thing i was like but it's coming up nine so he just took it off and then i and i'm sitting there thinking oh you're not gonna give it to me for two bucks yeah if you push it they'll like well show me where it is and then sometimes they'll do it and sometimes they won't right and i didn't push because i i wasn't really in the fucking mood for all that right but it was really on a thing that said two bucks uh-huh. like all the hats were on these like on this end thing and it said two dollars on like all the uh you know the the, the metal rod yeah johns to stick out. Anyway, we're talking about Rick and Morty. That's that's why I uh I brought that well, up. Well, consider yourself lucky. You you made it out of Walmart alive, which is getting harder these days. Yeah. And 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 it's funny cuz one of the things we're talking about we're, we're covering mass shootings this week because we made an offhand comment. I don't remember if it was during the regular show or the Patreon portion last week about how we didn't really cover all the mass shootings that were going on because last weekend uh the first weekend of august it was like mass shooting after mass shooting that it was crazy yeah it was yeah it was like and people have threatened to to do things at walmart and people have brought guns to walmart and they're like whoa let it let it go for a little bit what do, what do, what do you mean what do you mean what uh like they're i'm not up on i'm really not up on this here's here's the thing Uh uh-huh pardon me let me take a sip of this diet cola uh i'm not gonna say which one it is until they start to sponsor us Uh uh-huh uh-huh um it has a classic (laughs) taste okay well so to bring up the speed let's let's just jump right into the story to the new generation Oh, wait, that was that now was, you have it right oh i do uh let, okay. let's just jump the uh classic one though I, that's more of the other brand but that's their their regular cola that, that always gets tagged with classic it's diet pepsi okay? we were talking about pepsi, yeah. diet pepsi yeah um i'm so, just gonna do that yeah, i was I gonna did. do that and then you did it i did it anyway you did it so to, to bring up the speed of the first walmart attack well this is the only walmart attack we're going to be covering and this happened about a week or two ago and this is going to be in el paso it's going to be uh, a home of Eddie Guerrero. And uh, I lied. No, it really is his home. And this happened in, in El Paso. So we're just going to take this right from a, um, a, an article about it. A 20 year old gunman armed with a powerful rifle turned a crowded Walmart store in this majority Hispanic border city into a scene of chaos and bloodshed on Saturday, 
stalking shoppers in the aisles in an attack that left 20 people dead and 26 others wounded, authorities said. So when they're saying Saturday, this was this past Saturday, so I believe this was on August the 2nd. For several minutes late on Saturday morning, the packed Walmart near this Yellow Vista Mall on El Paso's east side, filled with gun smoke and the echo of gunfire, workers and customers, some bloodied, fled the doors, others huddled in the aisles or on the ground. Manuel Oruchutru, I think I got that wrong, Manuel Oruchutru, 20, had just paid at the cash register and was walking out of the store when he heard the sound of shots. He turned around and saw the gunman holding a long gun and wearing what looked like shoulder pads. As Manuel fled the store, he saw two bodies on the ground outside, one surrounded by a pool of blood. And this is a quote from Manuel. I saw people crying, children, old people, all in shock, he said. I saw a baby, maybe six to eight months old, with blood all over their belly. The authorities identified the gunman as Patrick Crucius from a Dallas suburb. He was taken into custody after he surrendered to the police outside the Walmart. The authorities said they were investigating a manifesto Mr. Crucius, who is white, may have posted before the shooting. Well, I mean, with the name, you would think uh, Greek. Yeah. yeah. I guess people consider that white in some places. Yeah. Uh, he may have posted this. Nobody, I don't think anybody's really seen the manifesto, but it's, they've said it's been around. And he described this attack, that it, shooting up a Walmart in El Paso, as, quote, a response to the Hispanic invasion of Texas. Huh. It's almost like it was theirs to begin with. It's almost as if a political figure has said uh, that the Hispanics are invading our country from the southern border and may be indirectly responsible for this attack. I can't blame Trump for this. That's why I said indirectly. Yeah, I can't. And I, and I know that people want to, especially like when he makes comments. Well, like, when like he it, says they're invaders, don't be surprised when people treat them like invaders. He's... He's not saying they're invaders. He's literally said they are invaders. No, he's no, he, no, no, no. He didn't. Okay. He was talking about people that came here illegally. Yes. We're not. We can't say every Spani every Hispanic person, or every Mexican person that's here came here illegally. Right. And I'm sure many of the and and, and this guy's not also saying. Are you, he's not checking their papers before he's he was them either. First of all, Trump is talking specifically about people that came here illegally. Let's not say that Trump was talking about all Mexican people. I think to a lot of people who follow him, well, no people, are, well, then people are dumb and people are wrong, and that's that. That this is this is the problem. This is the problem with the left. You want to call everybody racist, and you want to call and you want to make Trump to be the worst. Trump didn't say hey and go shoot anybody. That is true. Trump is not responsible for this. He's not indirectly responsible for this. I'm going to go ahead and call this guy and Trump both racist. So, yes, Trump is a racist. And I'm pretty sure this guy who shot the Walmart up. Yes, this guy is a racist. But it's not Trump's fault. Trump was specifically talking about people who I came I think he's thrown a lot of gas on a fire, is what I'm saying. And people should be responsible for their own actions. Yes, the person who was at fault is Patrick Crucius. He is the person that's at fault here. He's the only, look, Trump is a, 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 is a shithead. And Trump is responsible for a lot of stuff. He is... He has said some crazy shit, like he just said about the Florida Panhandle. I I didn't I missed this. Yeah, he, somebody said uh, he's like he was talking about something. Those are his people. What did he say about that? Those people got him elected, right? He somebody said they they said something, and Trump's basically like, "Well, oh, what are we gonna do?" You know, and somebody goes, "Shoot him!" Like in the in the crowd. Okay, and then that he, sounds like the Florida Panhandle. And then he goes. 
Only in the panhandle can you get away with something like that. Uh-huh. Well, he's not He wrong. was obviously making a joke. He was making a joke. Mm-hmm. And it, where, where he's saying, like, only in the panhandle, like, only in the panhandle, you could, you know, you could do that or you could say that. And he wasn't saying somebody should shoot somebody. Now, do I give a, or do I think he, do I give a fuck? Yes. Do I think he gives a fuck if anybody, uh, Brown was shot? No. Absolutely not. Of course not. Well, let's not, let's slow our fucking roll uh, before we say that he's even indirectly responsible for this. These people are, you're 21 years old. Come on, man. Are you that easily fucking influenced by somebody saying a few years ago that uh, people that came here illegally? What I'm saying is I don't think there's a big coincidence of the fact that since Trump has been president, since Trump has been running for president, hate crimes have shot through the roof. I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, I think he's throwing gas on the fire. Does that mean he's res- directly responsible? Absolutely not. The people it's, who do it's it are such a it's such a weird argument because you, you can blame because before Obama came in, you can blame Obama. You can say Obama is uh, uh, responsible. Why would Obama be uh, be indirectly uh, responsible? Because these people, these racists, didn't come out of the woodwork uh, until he came into power. Once a black man became president, then all these racists came out, and they were like, "Ah, oh, fucking the black man," you know, like, and then they started. So you, you could say that he's responsible. You could point fingers at whoever. The only person I'm going to point fingers is the one that actually picked up the gun and pulled the trigger. Well, yeah, that's, that's and that's Cassius Clay, whatever the fuck his name was. Patrick Crucius. Same thing. So police did say they have a manifesto in in that they're aware of and the manifesto uh uh, the chief appeared to be referring to was an anti-immigrant online screed titled the inconvenient truth Uh oh yeah uh the post declares supports for the gunman support for the gunman who killed 51 people in christchurch new zealand outlines fears about hispanic people gaining power in the united states and appears to discuss specific details about elements of the attack including weapons the four-page manifesto hang on was posted on 8chan, an online forum where the Christchurch gunman had also announced his attack. Now, the inconvenient truth, wasn't that... That was the Al Gore documentary. The Al Gore do- Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it was nice how they... That was an inconvenient truth. Okay, nice how they uh, they used yeah. that. So I think there was another Walmart in Texas where somebody was making threats and was arrested. There was somebody who like started yelling at a Walmart and um, or showed that they had a gun at a Walmart and the store asked them to leave since then. Walmart is actually catching a lot of shit right now because uh, one one thing that happened after this shooting and after another mass shooting that happened the next day or like within hours of that happening, the Republicans immediately went to the old standby of, well, it's not the guns, it's video games. Violent video games are to blame. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard. Oh, so so the how the lead he's not the majority because there are Democrats are the majority in the House of Representatives, but the lead Republican in the House of Representatives said Japan doesn't have mass shootings because they don't have video games. Japan, yeah. where most video games came from for the early <laughs> part of video games, where Sony is headquartered, they don't have video games. Not only do they have video games, they have very violent movies, um, and they have. Almost no mass shootings at all. Uh, but people got mad at Walmart. <laughs> people got mad at Walmart, though, because after this whole thing, they took they took off any end cap advertising, any like posters or anything they had in their stores advertising violent video games. 
like any if you had like a Gears of War or Black Ops type game, they would take away any like um they still sell them, but they they would take down any displays like marketing these things. Walmart sells guns. I was just going to fucking say this. Walmart sells guns. <clears throat> so wait a minute. I I'm confused. What what is being blamed here? Uh it depends on who you ask. Um like uh, if you're a lot of conservatives say it's violent video games. What they're um what they're really hammering down on now is like mental health stuff. Like uh now, we need to focus more on mental health. Now this is where uh, okay, so this is where I I don't know. This is such a confusing thing for me. So you you do Twitter more than I do. Right. But I'm I'm more on uh Instagram. I'm I'm on Instagram more than anything else. For whatever reason, that's where I ended up going feeling comfortable. Um I start seeing now I follow more left-leaning uh accounts, mm-hmm. right? And, and cuz that's where I feel comfortable. I feel more comfortable with left-leaning accounts to a certain extent. I'm I'm good with it when it's like, oh, we can't deal with racism. This, excuse me, this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, oh, hey, hey, me too. You know, um, when it came to like the Louis C.K. thing, I'm like, all right, I don't, I'm not. We're not on the same page here. Right. When it came to Me Too stuff, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, oh, this person's a fucking rapist. This one, uh, Kevin Spacey fucked a 13 year old. All right, you know, let's. Yeah, I'm okay with you me tooing, you know, certain people. When it came to Louis C.K., it was different. And that one I didn't agree with anybody with because he and even he came out and was like, oh, what I did was wrong. Of course, he had to say that. Right. And to clarify, because you have to and I don't want to spend a fucking half hour on Louis C.K. Louis C.K. asked permission to masturbate in front of people. And they said yes. Right. He never took his dick out. Without me- except for I think there was one where he they, they, one the case where they didn't say anything, so we just they la- because they were laughing, right, right, and he took it, you know, he started doing it because he just thought that they were okay because they were like laughing, and they probably thought he was joking. They thought he was sure until he did it, and th- but right. they didn't say stop or like put it away or anything like that. They weren't like whoa, whoa, what the fuck are you doing? They just were like laughing, and he started doing it. Um, he never was told no. Right. So that's the end of it. That's the end of it. You and, and if you say if you say no, and then he fucking does it, then it's like, all right, dude, now you're crossing a line. He didn't cross any fucking lines, but the left were going after him. And they were like, take his job away. The only uh, line I would say is I think there was one where he, like technically he was the person's boss, and he asked him in the workplace, like that is a sexual harassment issue, not like a send him to jail issue, but it's a. Like, if my boss at my job took me, like, saw me in the bathroom was like, hey, can I jerk off in front of you? That would be a fireball offense. I don't think, I don't think so, though. I don't think it was like that. I think that these were all, like, okay. hotel room things. I, I thought one of them was, like, they were, all, like, working on a that, show. That's, and that's, somebody, that's for the, then like that's. Working under them. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm yeah, I don't no, want to get too far No, no, I don't either. think that that was, okay. I, yeah, I, think I, you're, I, I think you're just making have, something up yeah, right yeah, now. I may have mis, misheard a, uh. No, I don't think, I think the only, the only thing is, is that people were saying was he he had power right because he was very famous because which to me is ridiculous that's then saying you can't date anybody because then you have power because it was like they looked up to me or they whatever it's like fucking stop it that's just such a ridiculous thing like we want to say oh fucking movie stars aren't 
special any other time. But then when it comes to this, now all of a sudden they're special. You know, right, right. they don't have this p- place of power any other time. But now they have a place. It's it's fucking ridiculous. He was a guy that took his fucking dick out. If you're bothered, if you're that fragile by seeing a penis, you need mental health. And this is where we're right. you're, uh, mental health. And this is where we're at. The, I, I start to see um, from the left. I start to see like racism uh, things things about race and stuff and like white supremacy and it was like right white supremacy isn't uh like mental health a, a mental health issue it's a hate issue and i'm i'm looking at it and i'm like that's such a tough thing because it's like i think it's a little of both i think it's both exactly i think it's both i think i think in order to hate somebody that's not the same color as you that much there has to be something wrong there fucking has to be something wrong with you there has to be mental and and why what happens is is there's a lot of people on the left that do deal with mental health issues so they want to kind of protect it right and don't want to share what they're you know what they're dealing with 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 somebody that's like that it's like right, sorry right. but there's crazy no it, it's on but you don't get to own mental health issues mm-hmm. yeah you know well, you, I don't, agree. you don't get to fucking own it like i have ment- mental health issues i think y- most people do you have yeah. me- yes most people fucking have it in different ways yeah and different ways different degrees different things like yeah like i've always heard growing up you know like if somebody was doing something it's like, oh uh, he didn't take his nutsy pill and which is such a demeaning thing to say about somebody that's you know that's that's taking something that's right. on some kind of uh thing like and if they're you can't it's blame that kind of stigma that makes people not want to do those things and not pursue the help they need like that's it's part of the problem right um I think with with a lot with with the right I think there's there's a lot of hate and there there is a lot of mental health issues there a lot of these people need to get help. It's funny, man. I walked into Walmart the other day, and it was the first time I was in Walmart since January. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't been in one since January. Mm-hmm. And uh, I walk in, and by the gun section were these three guys. Looked dirty as fuck, but there was this one dude. I mean, he must have been 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and he was like, he was a hoss. Uh-huh. Like, no, this dude was a hoss. Yeah, very, very big. But he had, like, this, like, fucking, like, mohawk. And he looked like the type that it didn't matter if he was tough or not. He would probably pull a gun on you. Right. But he was wearing these, like, fucking big, like, jeans. Like, I don't want to say baggy, but kind of bad. And he's big, black, like, fucking boots you know how people are up here like what we call where we we live in schuylkill county we call them skooks now other people that are skooks get offended right when you say no no no, it's not just that it's like no this when we say skook we know what we're talking about it's those people right it's if if you were in it's almost like uh if you were if you were farther south you'd call them rednecks but right north we're north of like Philadelphia, so they're they're schools. And, and Philadelphia, it's a it's a Philadelphia is north of the Mason Dixon line by a right. few hours, right. and we're a few hours north of that. We're north of Gettysburg, uh, yeah, yeah. You'll see rebel flags all over. You'll the place. see. Re- I saw one uh, today. Yeah, um, I had to go to Walmart again. Right, I had to go to Walmart again, and I see this guy, and uh, 
Oh no, I'm sorry. I went to Aldi. That's where I was. And there was this guy. He had a he had a license plate on the front and it said Redneck and it had the Rebel flag. I, I I'm looking at it and I go, it just should say racist, right? Because you know what the fuck you are. And then they do the heritage, not hate. It's like it's not your heritage because it's the difference between being country and being like Redneck or Hick. There's a difference. There's like, a huge difference. But these people are like a mix between Redneck and Mountain people. Yeah, and they it's, yeah, it's like Redneck hillbilly mixed together. They yeah. do not like blacks or uh latinos or you know whatever or you know hispanics um but there was this big guy man and he i just kept like looking at him and i'm like and then he just like kept looking at me kept like giving me this like fucking look and i was just like just looking at him but i had my kids with me and i'm like i'm not gonna say anything to him and i'm getting fucking older man i'm not I did have to, I did have to scream at somebody today i was with my mom we were driving today mm-hmm. and these two cars stopped and they stopped. My mom's blowing a horn, and a guy goes, "The fuck did he? He, he screamed, shut up! He screamed, shut up! Out the window, right? Uh-huh. So we pull up, and as we're pulling up, I go, I said something. I was like, you, you fucking idiot, or something. I'm like, I, I go, I go, move, you fucking idiot! And he looks like he tries to pop his head out, and then he looks at me, right? And he sees me, and he fucking makes his face like, oh shit. And turns around and takes off. I would never do that around here because I assume everybody around here is armed. Right. And I'm not. My mom goes, he was going to fucking get tough until he saw the size of you. Right. And then just realized, oh, shit. And plus, when people see me, because I'm all fucking tired. They probably assume that you're armed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You probably think I have a fucking gun. Right. Little do they know that I don't like guns. Right. I might be warming up to them just because of these circumstances. See, that's, no, 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 that's the problem, right. is that everybody now wants a fucking gun, be like, oh, see, if you had, this is the problem, because all the Dems want to take it, all the libtards want to take the guns away. Well, this is why, this is why, if we had people with guns, uh, well, let's see what would happen when you have a guy with a gun, because let's jump into our next story here, which comes from Dayton, Ohio. This was literally just a few hours after, or right. late, later that night, that same Saturday night. Uh, and this is via Heavy.com and CNN, these uh, these different things here. I forgot we were doing a show for a minute. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, dude. I just like got microphones s- in front of us. I got so rattled. Yeah, but we always have these microphones. It's Murder My Dude. Don't you remember? No. This is our 31st episode. No. So an active shooter wearing a mask and body armor killed at least nine people and wounded at least 26 more at Ned Pepper's Bar in Dayton, Ohio. So keep those figures in mind. Killed nine, wounded 26. And uh, this was just hours after the El Paso Walmart shooting. Police confirmed that uh, the Dayton shooting was a mass casualty incident. In to- oh, okay, 10 people, sorry. 10 people were killed, including the shooter. So it was nine victims and one guy who deserved it. Uh, well, uh, pretty much. And um, the suspect has been identified as 24-year-old Connor Betts of Bellbrook, Ohio. He worked for a chain rest- restaurant and was a college student. His sister, Megan Betts, and her boyfriend were found shot to death. They were two of the uh, nine victims. The um, So he shot his sister? He shot his sister, shot his sister's boyfriend. Okay. He basically just shot up the outside of a, a nightclub. Oh, by the way, how are my levels right now? Are they coming in good? Uh, you're fine? doing fine. You're fine. All right. Because yeah. I, I had to pull my mic. I turn my mic back up. So uh, former high school classmates of this guy. Uh, again, his name is... I uh, lost it here. <laughs> Connor. Connor. Yeah. Connor Betts. Betts. 
Uh, he said he. They said he had a hit list of people he wanted to kill or rape. Okay. He had a kill list full of classmates that were guys and a rape list of classmates who were women. He was in a porno grind band. I guess that's a, a type of music. And uh, I think I've never heard of it, but okay. I, I think I, it's I, supposed to be an. You've heard of grindcore, right? Right. Yeah. It's an offshoot of grind, offshoot of grindcore with like very uh, graphic, violent lyrics. Yeah. And authorities searching his home found writings that expressed an interest in killing people. Uh, two law enforcement sources told CNN, but the writings did not indicate any racial or political motive. However, and this is kind of the flip side, a Twitter account that appears to belong to Betts retweeted extreme left wing. Uh, posts and anti-police posts as well, as well as tweets supporting Antifa or anti-fascist protesters. The most recent... We just say Antifa. That's what Antifa? Most, okay. Yeah. Uh, the most recent tweet on the at I am the Spookster account, which is probably gone now. Twitter usually tries to delete these accounts. Uh, was on August 3rd, the day of the shooting, when he retweeted the post saying, quote, Millennials have a message for the Joe Biden generation. Hurry up and die. Uh, the Twitter's, the user's Twitter bio reads, he slash him, anime fan slash metalhead slash leftist slash I'm going to hell and I'm not coming back. One tweet used the hashtag Hail Satan. A friend of Betts and his sister said Betts was comfortable, comfortable around guns and would teach young people how to shoot safely. Uh, he was also like one of those people who was really into like looking, looking up mass shootings. He read about them a lot. Was just really into the idea, researched it a lot. So, so this is and no. just real quick, the reason I uh, I brought it up is he killed, like I said, nine people and injured twenty twenty five others. Police were in the area and got to him in thirty seconds. So the, the whole good guy with the gun thing goes out the window when police are right there and you can still like hit over thirty people. Well, if there was somebody with a gun inside where they were. They were uh, able to have this guns. This happened outside. Huh? This happened outside. Oh, well, if you were able to have guns outside. You were able to have guns outside. Oh, shit. But even if you have somebody around, your best case scenario is a shootout, and a lot of people are going to die. Now, less people are going to die, yes. What, what I always, but there's got to be a better answer. We, we've probably brought this up before on on, on some episode. Uh-huh. But if you're, a res- if you're a responsible gun owner. Uh-huh. You're going to have your guns locked away. What are you going to do if somebody breaks in your fuck? Because it's like, oh, if somebody breaks in my house, I need to make sure that I, you know, I can arm myself. Yeah, that's fine. But your gun needs to be put. You can't have a loaded gun under your pillow or under your bed if you have kids, especially if you, I mean, have, if kids. you have kids. Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay to have it like in a drawer somewhere if you don't have any kids. Right. Put it under. I don't give a fuck. Put it under your pillow. But if you, but I if- toss and turn a lot of that, I would not be comfortable with a gun under my pillow. Well, not you. Yeah. I meant them. If they want I to. I said toss like I was from New York. Toss. I toss and turn. Toss and turn. Uh, I don't give a shit what you do if you fucking, you know, I was going to say blow your brains out, but don't do that. See? Well, I mean, cause, well, I mean, that's usually who, like, because suicide rate is a lot higher than homicide rate. That's usually who gets shot is you. Like, if you have a gun, your person you're most likely using on is yourself. <sighs> uh, Why are we okay with guns? Why? Um, to protect people against people like that. I I trust if you need a gun that bad, you are that. Right. Well, I mean, like, because the whole thing came, like, do we, do, when the, especially as Dayton one, where the, so many people were killed so quick. It's like, do we really need semi-automatic weapons? No. And, and I agree. Uh, if you want to go hunting, fine, have a hunting rifle. If you need protection, you can have, like, a handgun or a shotgun for your home. A shotgun's going to be really good in a home. It's close quarters. 
Uh, but like they they said something like an AR-15, and then you know Lindsey Graham, who yeah. was one of the most detestable the people yeah. in the in the world, he was like, "Well, I have a AR-15 or one of those. I forget exactly what type of gun it was." They're like, "Well, why do you need it?" He's like, "Oh, if the uh, if something ever happens where like the grid goes down and there's looting, uh, they're not going to come to the house with the guy with the AR-15." That that's his whole thing. It's just in case everything goes to shit, I want to be able to protect my homestead. Mm-hmm. And I need an AR-15 to do it. No. No, you don't. Because the people who are coming for you probably have AR-15s, too. Well, that was, like, that was always my my yeah. thing. It's like, you know, just in case the government... Like, what the fuck are you going to do against the right. government? If they that's decide... That's the stupidest one. Because that's the one that that's, that's supposed to be the reason why we have that Second Amendment. Is to... if we, In case we ever need to overthrow the government. That ship sailed a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, you're not going to... Here's, here's my thing. Do you need a handgun? No, you don't need one, but it's your right to have one. Sure, fine. You could have one. You could have, like you said, you could have a, you could have a fucking rifle, a shotgun, handgun. That's it. That's it. That's all you could have. Right. And the ban on assault weapons, like, we already had it. We had it for 10 years and then Republicans took over, so we, we lost it. No, bring it like, back. Yeah. Bring it back. We don't need AR fucking 50s. We don't need all these. And then people are like, well, you could get all these different kinds of uh attachments to, well uh, fucking ban those attachments right any anything we'll get into one of those attachments a little bit later if you can get if you can make an assault rifle oh, it's an assault rifle because this is what they have to yeah. do like you know they, they argue over the terminology right. um you don't need that kind of gun. You just don't need it. You abs. Well, it's my right to have it. Well, well, guess right. what? It's people digging their heels in instead of having a guess productive what? conversation. Let, let, let's look at a fucking. Let's let's draw a line at, at at what's allowed and what's not allowed. Are you allowed to have a fucking bazooka? No. Are you allowed to have weapons of mass destruction? Nope. You cannot have nukes. But they're arms. They are arms. So it, it is where you draw the line. Yeah. Nobody mm- nobody wants Walmart to sell suitcase bombs. Like, nobody wants that. Right. Unless you're a total anarchist or, like, a really hardcore libertarian. Nobody wants that. Well, I want these people to that, that want Walmart to be able to sell these guns. I want them to push for, for uh, like, bazookas and shit right. like Nuclear that. Nuclear warheads. Yeah. I want Rocket you to push launches. for that. Yeah. Argue for that. Argue. Argue that we need to sell that to protect ourselves. Because no, the government would never allow that. Oh, of course not. They would never allow that. I think that they want shit like this to happen. I think that they want this. Yeah, I think a lot of them do. Yeah, I think they want this to happen because uh-huh. I, I don't know. I don't know for what exactly. I don't want to be, you know, the uh, Mister Conspiracy. Well, for one any, thing, any makes- more than any more than I that I I already was made out to be or made myself out to be. Uh, especially when I bring up nine eleven or JFK or I bring up the big, you know, the big conspiracies because I still believe that stuff. Uh. Or the you know the, the moon, moon landing, yeah. um, but I think that there's something to it. I think that there's something to, you know, they want these this shit to happen. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's like fucking population control. So let let us let's go with this week in murder. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein murder or suicide. So so this is what I was going to say earlier. Uh-huh. I didn't really know about the other uh, mass shootings, dude. I am so disconnected from things unless right. if 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 it's not. On Instagram, I Uh don't know about it. Okay. I didn't even know who the fuck Jeffrey Epstein was. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. I didn't even know who he was. Apparently, he's somebody. I saw you. Very bad man. I saw you post something about him 
on Instagram, uh-huh. and I was like, I don't know who this guy is. I saw a picture with him and Trump. Apparently, he was buddies with Trump. He was buddies with a lot of rich and powerful people. I heard that he has something to do with some kind of, like, pedo ring. Yeah, basically, Jeffrey Epstein, and he was arrested for this, was arranging for very young women, usually underage women, underage girls, I should say, Yeah, uh, as young as, I think, 12 or 13, and then uh, upward, to have sex with rich and powerful people. It has been alleged people like uh, this guy Bill Richardson, who was a go- the governor of New Mexico and a senator and ran for president. Or I don't think he was a senator, but he ran for president. I think he was the head of the DNC. Very close with Trump. Very close with the Clintons. So it's another one of these, like, he's on the Clinton hit list. Like, that thing has popped up a lot now. So basically, the people on the left think Trump had him killed. The people on the right think Clinton had him killed. And then there's, like, people on the fringes that think, like, the Israelis had him killed. It's like, well, it's like, who do you think killed him today? Like, um, because he was, uh, he was naming names. He was under arrest and he was naming names. He was, uh, found in his, in a, in a cell very injured a few weeks ago. And then over the weekend, he hanged himself. In a cell. So did he say anything about being very injured? Did he speak like about what happened? No, to him? no. Uh, like, I guess they, they said somebody went after him in prison and then he was in jail and because oh, he, he hanged he, himself. Somebody, somebody fucking. Yeah, somebody obviously. Yeah, hired. even I believe that yeah, he was not. I don't think he committed suicide. I I believe he was murdered. This is crazy. So, uh, but g- just jumping back in the mash. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, t- so oh, just just going by that, murdered. Yeah, you yeah. asked if it was murder or suicide. Absolutely, I go with murder. Uh so mass shootings in the United States are increasing at an alarming rate. Just to kind of jump back into this, statistics compiled by Harvard University showed. That between 1982 and 2011, there was an average of one mass shooting every 200 days. If you go from 2011 to 2014, it was one mass shooting every 64 days. We're now in 2019. Uh, we're going to go to August 4th, which is right after these things happened. Yeah. August 4th was the 216th day of the year. And as of that day, there were already 251 mass shootings in the United States. There's been more than one a day this year. It's fucking insane. To the point where now when I'm in a big group of people, like, is there going to be a fucking mass shooting here? I was at a Shakespeare festival at a, like, a mansion over the weekend. I'm like, is somebody going to shoot this place up? Yeah. Like, and I'm not an, I'm not a paranoid person by and large. As far as that stuff goes. So that's why I was bringing up, I was very long-winded with the, the Walmart stuff earlier, but that's why I was bringing that up. Like, I looked at that dude and I was like, this guy, I'm just looking at him. I'm like, mm-hmm. he looks angry. He looks like he wants a reason. And there are people like that. You got to look out for those people. Right. You don't have to fucking, you know, you don't have to shoot those people. Right. But you have to look out for those people. Those people I worry about. This guy, like I said, six three, six four, big fucking hoss, big guy. Um, and I don't even mean fat. I mean just like big, big, broad shoulders, like wide, just a big, like Frank Mir type, right? You know, like uh-huh. like that big Brock Lesnar type fucking dude. Like mm-hmm. this dude's a big motherfucker. And I'm looking, and I'm like, he just looks angry and looks like he. Loves guns. He's hanging out by the guns, you right. know, the gun section at Walmart. And I'm like, this dude just looks like he wants a reason to shoot someone. Right. He's looking for. Yeah. He just looked yeah. like he just had that fucking, just that attitude. And I'm like, 
that that's mental like there's mental health problems there i don't know man like uh i just i yeah i get paranoid too yeah, and it's hard because it's like when you, when you, when you're like doing all the research into this too, and that probably like enforced that in me because I'm reading about like some of the worst mass shootings in in history, and it's like okay, now this is in my head, and like because it, it's hard enough with a lot of these cases, like the two we're going to cover on on this episode, like after the fact, people are like, what was going through that person's head? It's it's a million times harder to kind of try to diagnose it before the fact sometimes. Yeah, especially like like where we li- it's. It's weird because when I when I was yelling at somebody earlier, my mom's like, you know, I I fucking hate some of the people up here, but at the same time, I feel safer living here than I did in the city. Because in a city where I lived, you have to worry about shit. You have to worry about somebody coming and grabbing your fucking phone. Right. Even if you're out on your phone, somebody come and grab it, somebody grab your bag, you know, jewelry, something like there's lots of robberies and shit that happen, and, and and maybe not as much, you know. It's probably one of those deals where we're we're living in the most reported time. Yeah, you know, like where crime is down, crime is down everywhere. Yeah, like crime really peaked. I mean, it's it's spiking up now compared to what it was, and yeah. the mass shooting thing. The mass shooting thing is, is disgusting. like out of control right now. But overall, all crime metrics are lower now than when they were at their peak, which was really like the early nineties. Right, because we're in the most reported time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we hear about every little podunk town now that we didn't hear about before. So it's, you know. Uh, I don't know, man. I I do I do think, like, these people up here, they just, they want something, you know, to, to be mad about. People everywhere, they want. Yeah, I think, and, I think people everywhere now are just looking for, everybody's angry. Everybody's and, angry now. I guess, you know, so you'd be like, well, it's because of Trump. Look at Trump. You know, Trump's, you know, getting these people. I think he's throwing a lot of gas on a lot of fires. I I said that earlier, but I think he's like a catalyst to something that was there. I think Trump is the symptom, not the disease. I think the people that elected Trump are the disease, but then again, that's also showing my political bias. Because if I was on the left, if I was on the right, if I was a right winger, I'd say Obama was the disease. But but the problem, you're picking your enemy. But here's the thing. How the the violence coming from the left is there, like Antifa. Antifa people are fucking disgusting. I'm going to say this. Antifa people are fucking disgusting. Anybody that's, that's okay with Antifa, you're a fucking hypocrite. If you're okay with what Antifa people are doing, you're you're just it's gonna it's gonna keep fucking building and building and building. You know, like if you're a pacifist, be a fucking pacifist. Now you could be okay with fighting back. That's one thing, but to sit there and wear masks and go around and punch people, you know, punch people that like, I was watching this video where it was a guy who was, uh, he was wearing a Trump hat and it was one of these, like, can I have a hug? Right. You know, like let's hug whatever. And he's clearly looking for people to get riled up. Right. Right. You know, but there are people from the left that were like, ah, fuck it, whatever. They're going over and they're hugging him. Now, let me ask you a question. Uh huh. You're, you're. You, you're coming out of a supermarket and there's uh-huh. a guy that's wearing, he's got a sign. He's like, like free hugs and he's wearing a Trump hat. And he's like, come on, like, we're all, we're all, you know, Americans. Can I have a hug? And he asked you for a hug. What would you say? If he was being that direct and forceful about it, I probably would. 
Although I wouldn't, I wouldn't just run up to the guy and hug him, but I wouldn't run up to anybody. No, but if he was him. like, "Hey, can I have a hug?" At that point, I probably would. So would I. Sure. I'd probably be like, oh, fuck it, whatever." Like, like uh, it's less about him and more about like just I don't like hugging strangers. Um, no, but, but I, I, I would do it in that case. He, yes, but if he was but, being that forced about it, yes, it's it's him. Like, hey, let's let's show that we can, right? You know, whatever. Then there was this black girl that comes out. And I was, don't need to, yeah, just to jump back on, I don't need to fucking berate any Republican I see. It's not, I'm not that fucking, I'm not that politically invested. Right. So this black lady comes out and she's got eggs. And now there's this guy, the other guy that comes out. And, he, and I think that he was like kind of like a left leaning dude. And he's like hogging the guy. And the guy's like, yeah, we were we were like being like pelted with like eggs and shit, or we or we got hit earlier or something like that. I forget what it was. And the guy's like, "Wow, really? Like that's you know, it's a shame. Like that's that's terrible that like somebody's physically assaulting you." And as they're saying that, some other people are saying that the video was set up. I'm not sure. Right. This black lady comes out with eggs and starts like throwing these fucking eggs at all the you know these people and even the guy that. Seems to be more left leaning is right. getting hit. hit Th- with this eggs. reeks of a work to me, by the way, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what it's, it's, it, to me, it's that pro, what's it called? Cohen Protel? Pro and Cohen Cohen Protel, I think. Cohen Protel, yeah. I think it's they got a bunch of actors and like, okay, we're going to set this up to make liberals look bad. That's what it sounds Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, yeah. It, this comes from, this is a, a tactic that, has been around for years and years and years. I think I think people the, on the left th- do it. Uh, yeah, people yeah, I think, on the right I think do the it. egg throwing lady and even the guy that's coming up. I think they're both stooges. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I I just you, but but my point is, is you don't see a whole lot of like violence like that coming from the left. You just don't because we don't we don't like guns. Yeah. You know, most most mm-hmm. people on most people on the left, right? Aren't obviously like, there's exceptions. We just went over one of them. Yeah, I mean Jim Cornette to go back to wrestling. He's you know, he's one of those guys that he's old school left. He's one of those like Dixiecrats, basically. Yeah, I guess. I, he's liberal, but also has some very antiquated views because he's older too. Yeah, like um, like the, that came out with the whole thing with the uh the trans wrestler, not trans, uh the um. What would you call Sonny Kiss? I don't even know what he would but him be identified as. Like just gay, gay. Well, yeah, gay, and he kind of does like a feminine look to him, and right because there is an actual trans wrestler too. But like, I don't think Cornette really brought up a lot about her. No, because I think I don't think he knew she was trans. Right, either. because she was he at some point. Right. Uh, but yeah, I I think that he just thought that that was a woman. Right. And. Or thought that she was a woman. See, we're getting back to this. You can't say that. You're using the wrong pronouns. Because I said right, no, that instead of... Even though, like I said, I- I'm okay with saying it. Like, it's a, it's a boy. Mm-hmm. You know? Remember, like, like they have the thing. Like, it's a girl. It's a boy. Uh-huh. When you don't know the gender. Mm-hmm. Because it's okay to... When you're not familiar with what the gender is. It's okay to do that. It really is. Unless you're, unless you're really saying it to be demeaning. Then you're a fucking asshole. But other than that, you could say it. It's fine. Uh, I say it's okay. I give. I give. That's the, all we needed. Yeah, it's, I give We're just the, waiting for your uh, your verdict. But you know, it's it's. This is where I. This is what I hate about the left. Is like 
they could just say whatever is acceptable and not acceptable. I don't need to follow what a bunch of fucking 20 year old kids, you know, that mm-hmm. are still wet behind the ears. Whippersnappers, would you say? <laughs> Whippersnappers. I, I don't I don't need to uh to really adhere to their fucking laws of life. Do you think they should stay off your lawn? I don't have a lawn. Okay. I think anybody should stay off my lawn if it's my lawn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why are they on my lawn? Why can't they just stay on their own lawn? That's true. You know? Can I sit on their lawn? Well. Can we get back to the... Yeah, let's get back to uh, Let's get back to something fun like Sandy Hook. (laughs) Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, no. Yeah. This is... uh, This is where it gets depressing. Oh, hey. Speaking of conspiracies. Oh, oh my goodness. So, I'll tell Uh, you. I'm going to put it right out here. Go ahead. I was on the, I think that this is a work mm-hmm. train. I thought Sandy Hook was a was a work. You're saying was right? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm. I think that there is something to it. What what for me? What it was is there was a uh, there's a video. This is true, of the one father, the the one dad, and there's video of him where he's caught just like laughing. You know, he's like ah, like oh shit. My dick is big. He wasn't saying any of that. Uh, But he was just like laughing and, you know, and then it was time for him to come up to the podium and he was like laughing. And it was basically like this, like, "Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, oh, shit. Wait, it's my turn. Oh, my name is, you know, and he start like immediately put on the crocodile tears. Mm hmm. Like, it went from laughing and being all jovial and having fun to crying about his kid getting killed. And I'm watching that and I'm like, there's something wrong with this. What fucking father, like, you just lost your kid. Right. It's okay to be able to, like, laugh. I've I've laughed at a funeral, like the bare naked ladies. I've done that. Right. Have you ever laughed at a funeral? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We laughed at Pat's fucking funeral. Yeah, I've laughed at several funerals. Well, se- at least two. I you no, you've you've actually sat there and laughed at it like <laughs> yeah there's a funeral like outside right you didn't even know the person i thought yeah. that was I'm strange one of those audience people they bring in the laugh like i sweeten the uh yeah i do that for funerals sometimes yeah it's you should be on to tell the truth yeah i should be you should be, be like great. like one I'm, of these <laughs> one of these people who's the real funeral laugher <laughs> funeral laugher one of these people are hired to laugh at a funeral um it should be like you, another guy, and one of the dudes are bare naked ladies. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, I just thought that there was something really odd about the Sandy Hook thing, and I, I do, man, I do, I, I don't trust government, but but if they're listening and I'm gonna get killed, I totally trust government. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I if if it's it's, it's tough, I'm just gonna say. Sure, it happened the way we were told it happened. Okay, let's just go with that. Okay. Yeah. I just think that there was something weird with the dad, and I think that that's... I was just going off of that, you know? Right, like, but for me, saying, like, okay, that's odd, and then they made up this thing that these kids were killed. Is like well, there was, other, there was other shit. It wasn't just that. I think that that was the one that really got me the most, though. It was like, why? Why, 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 why? And then, so all the other things, too... There, there were other things that made sense to me. There, you know, I don't know if I ever really bought into the crisis actor thing. Do you know about that? Oh, the one girl, they, like, it was clearly three different girls and they say it's the same girl because they all have long brown hair. I think that you're just kind of, the way you're saying it like that is... is no, because I know I saw that one over and over again. 
And you're looking like one of them has like a tattoo, and then they don't have it in the one that was uh, after that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about, uh, honestly. But um, I just think that the way that you say things is you, because you. Again, we we went over this. You kind you love to just like belittle any conspiracy. Anytime somebody questions that, you're like, oh god, uh, you know. Oh, Except this. for Epstein, this is the first one I believe. I'm making baby steps. Whatever. Whatever, man. Yeah, but let's get into Sandy Hook. Uh, this is, yeah, this is something that I've never been able to talk about um, from a... Well, I think the thing we can definitely talk about conspiracy-wise, because it's kind of newsworthy, is one of the big people pushing the Sandy Hook truth movement was Alex Jones. The... Well, Alex Jones is a, he's a character, though. And... Uh, but it came to the point where a lot of his fans were harassing the parents of the kids that died in Sandy Hook, and yeah. he's being sued by them, and he stands to lose maybe everything from this lawsuit. And he's even gone to the court now, and he's testified, uh, for what it's worth, that he believes it had happened. But that's different from what the character, Alex Jones, said on his show. But how could he be held responsible for what? Well, no, because he was, like, I think publishing information about them, and they're suing for slander because he went out in public and said that they are, you know, he, he, they're saying that they basically they, he, he dragged their name through the mud, he slandered them. He accused them of things that they didn't do. He accused, like what? Uh, faking this thing. And, um, like, being crisis actors for the government and shit like that. that like, as a, as somebody that, I'm not the biggest, again... I don't really side with with right leaning people. Mm-hmm. This should fall under freedom of speech, where you should be able to say whatever the fuck you want. You can until you, but you can't like defame somebody's character. That is something. Uh, yeah, right. And, and and freedom of speech is not for civil. Like nobody's saying put Alex Jones in jail. You can be sued for things you say. You can be sued for slander. That that freedom of speech is freedom from like prosecution by the government, not being sued by somebody. Right. That that's not a freedom of speech right. issue. No. Right, but it should protect that think that shit too he should i I don't i don't know it's it's like what's saying that like i don't think that or i I think that these people are crisis actors that's you can be i don't know i I don't know what exactly he said but right and and again he hasn't been found liable of anything yet either he hasn't that like it's still ongoing such a strange thing so we'll see what happens there, but like it's like certain things where you can't say like. But, but that is very true though, because what you were saying, like what you were saying, you can't say like I know Wendy's right, puts not, dog shit in their um, no, hamburgers. No, no, because no, no, no I'm not talking you. about that. Just as an example, but go ahead. What when we're talking about uh, free speech? Uh huh. People, it's funny how people don't know how free speech works. Right now, I don't even. I might not even know how free speech works in every, like, like every facet of, of free speech and, and all. It's like, I just know that, like, if you came into, if I owned a grocery store mm-hmm. and you came in and you were like, fuck this, fuck that, I was like, ah, uh, you're gonna have to leave. Right. Uh, or, you know, please stop saying that or you're gonna have to leave. And you can say, well, I have freedom of speech. It doesn't work wrong. that way. Right, right. It's like, and, and they own the grocery store and they can ask you to leave their property. Right. It's not like you, I just have to, as a, the owner, have to sit here and deal with you saying whatever you want just because you have freedom right. of speech. It's like, that's not how it works. And a lot of these people think that that's how it works. Mm-hmm. You know? 
it's, it's, fact, it's mainly to protect you from being arrested for having unpopular beliefs. That's the core of what freedom of speech is. When we're when we're done this, I want to talk to you about uh, something I saw about some freedom of speech thing. If you can remind me, okay. So for after the show, uh, if you want to hear what we're talking about, give us three bucks and. <laughs> Give us, the, I, give us 50 bucks and we'll call you and tell you. We'll call, we'll call you personally. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you all the fucking dirt. Uh, all right. So I'm going to get it. I'm going to kind of let you. You're going to tell me all about Sandy Hook. Okay. I'm just going to sit here and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, this is all you from. <laughs> okay, sure. Let, let's go. Let's, so, go, let's um, go. Let's get there. The events of the morning of December 14th. Crisis, I think you're a crisis actor. Okay. I think you're a crisis actor. Okay, I am not. But Wait, what? Okay. Are you I'm sure? going to sue you now. Thank you. Uh, sue for what? <laughs> oh. Nice Rocky reference. The the events of the morning of December 14, 2012 continue to reverberate to this day. Newtown, Connecticut, that day would play host to what was at the time, or at what is, I should say, at this time, because it, there have been bigger ones since then. But at this time, right now, as we're recording this, the Sandy Hook attack is the fourth deadliest mass shooting in the United States since statistics on that uh, started being compiled in 1949. As far as just overall body count, it's the fourth worst. In the 10 years prior to this shooting in Sandy Hook, the town of Newtown, Connecticut, in the 10 years before this, had one murder in all 10 years. And despite having fewer victims than the the top three there, and the top three are the Virginia Tech shooting, which we're not going to cover, Pulse Nightclub, which we're not going to cover, and the Route 91 Festival in Las Vegas, stay tuned. Um, the For me, at least, the age of most of the victims... Well, when you say we're not going to cover, you mean... Today. Today. Right. We'll, we'll get... I'm sure we'll, at some point, get to it's Virginia possible. Tech and yeah. uh, Pulse. But it's not on the docket today. Or else the show would be seven hours long. Uh, uh, I, I have one that I do want to talk about at some point. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the... Uh, Speaking of uh, Virginia, the sniper. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that for, brings you back to so that was SoCom. We were yeah. playing SoCom then. So, but the age of most of the victims involved in Sandy Hook, at least in my opinion, I, this I, I feel like this one's the worst as far as I'm concerned. Um, so let's just get right into it. Well, because they were babies. Well, they weren't babies, but they, they were, were babies. How old were they? Six and seven, most of them. They're fucking babies. As a child, uh, Adam, speaking of you babies. You're not a child. You're an adult. Guy. As a child. DP. No. A, a, as a child, Adam Lanza. Oh. We're going to be hearing that name a lot here. Struggle with mental illness and sensory disorders, possibly even Asperger, Asperger syndrome and or OCD. And Asperger syndrome is not technically a diagnosis anymore. They just say on the spectrum. Uh, but it's like autistic adjacent. And so you say, but I'm sure somebody still says. Oh, yeah. They still use it. But it's, uh, like in the, it's not in the DSM anymore. I was going to say they don't use it. It's not in the DSM-5. Or four. That sounds like a, a fucking band from Korea. It's not. That's <laughs> what? What is that? BTS or something? Who the fucking knows? <laughs> by his early teens, Lanza had been examined by many doctors who put through the usual battery of questions about being suicidal or thinking about harming others. He would suffer from anxiety attacks that were bad enough that uh, he was taken to the emergency room. He quit school at the age of 16. They say he actually, things got worse for him in school when he got into like middle and high school where he had to change classes. Because he just he would get sensory overload a lot. Like he didn't like being around a lot of people, a lot of noise, a lot of different things. Uh, oh, it's you. 
Um, I, I actually took that Asperger's test. I was like, this kind of sounds like me when I first heard about Asperger's syndrome. But I, I, I like the, t- the online test, which isn't scientific, said I wasn't on there. Um, he quit school at 16. He earned a GED and even took a few classes at Western Connecticut State. But it appears that any mental health care that Adam Lanza was receiving ended around 2006. And like Connor Betts, like the Dayton shooter we were just talking about, he did seem to have a fascination with mass shootings. Columbine and the 2008 shooting at Northern Illinois University in particular were ones that he really was obsessed with. And he really, and he kept to himself a lot. Uh, for example, he, he lived with his mom, his whole, his whole life he lived with his mom. And at, at, toward the end, no one, not even Adam's own mother was allowed in his room. He spent pretty much all of his time in his room. And for a while, he only talked to his mother by email. Um, and let's talk about his mother a little bit. His mother is Nancy Lanza, was Nancy Lanza. She was an avid color blackjack. <laughs> I was waiting for a blackjack Lanza reference. Okay, there we go. Finally got it. Uh, she was an avid gun collector, an avid firearms enthusiast, as they say, and had been for some time. And Adam, going back to the Walmart thing, was very into video games. He stayed in his room, played video games all the time, barely even ate. Like, he was rail thin, very frail, skinny kid. And um, on December 14th, 2012, Nancy Lanza, while still in bed, was shot four times with her own two, .223 caliber rifle by her own son. Uh, so after he shot his mother, Adam Lanza then stole his mother's car and drove to Sandy Hook Elementary, which was the elementary school he actually went to as a child. And not too long before this happened, Sandy Hook had actually updated its security measures, and they had a locked security door in the front of the school. Because like when you and I went to school, if you wanted to go to school, you would just open the door. You right. go into any school. You just walk through the front door. Now, as I was in school, like right after Columbine and stuff, my high school actually hired a security guard. And they actually had a front security window, but and you had to sign in and stuff like that. But before that, you could just walk into school. Yeah, and um, not that. Why would you want to if you didn't have any business there? But you could. And but well, the- oh, parents too. You could just as a parent, you could just walk into the school and uh-huh. you know go and like hi i want to pick up my son or whatever now it's like yeah you have to jump through all these fucking hurdles and and it's because of shit like this it's because of things like this that happened yeah and so what happens here is they have a locked security door now so you can't even get into the school or can you because right next to that security door was a window and adam Lanza had a shotgun with him he shot through the window next to the door with a shotgun broke it out broke the glass out Went through the window, and at this point, it's shortly after 9.30 a.m. <laughs> Lanza was very quickly met by the principal of the school, Don Hawksprung, and psychologist Mary Sherlock. And they confronted him, like, what are you doing here? They were very quickly shot and killed. The shots were heard at that point, and the school went into lockdown protocol. Like, this is something we didn't have when we were kids either. There's, like, lockdown drills in school now. They do sh- drills so they know what to do when there's a shooter. That's how fucked up we are as a country that we have school shooting drills. Uh, and despite the lockdown call, uh, Adam Lanza was actually able to enter the first grade classroom of Lauren Rousseau, and she murdered Lauren Rousseau and all 14 of her students. And this is a first grade classroom. All these kids are either six or seven years old. And from there, Lanza went to the classroom next door, which was Lauren Soto's classroom, another first grade teacher. So basically what these protocol do- what this protocol does is the students will hide in closets or anywhere they can around the classroom, and they try their best to barricade the doors, but this was so quick that Lanza was able to get through the door. All the kids were hidden, though, 
And Lauren Soto tried to throw Lanza off by telling him that her pupils were actually in the auditorium for an assembly, but he shot her. He shot Lauren Soto, and as he shot her, six of the students that were hiding ran out because they heard gunfire, and he shot them too. And at this point, um, a special ed aide, Anne-Marie Murphy... Oh, her name wasn't Lauren? No. Okay. And a therapist... Just figured there was another one named Lauren. <laughs> nope. And a therapist... <laughs> named Lauren. No, Rachel. Oh. Rachel DeVino were also killed. Hmm. And at this point, Lanza's primary weapon was his mother's AR-15 assault rifle. All of this happened very quickly. Like I said, Obama. He... What about him? It was Obama. Obama did this. Obama had this set up so we could take away the uh, assault rifles. Did they take away the assault rifles? Well, no. Oh, okay. But they Obama had these uh, white vans mm-hmm. uh, coming around that were going to collect all of the guns from everybody. So nobody has guns anymore, right? Well, no, it's because Trump got in. Oh, Obama had four years after this to, to get the guns. Slow vans. Yeah, very slow. Uh, but all, unlike that, all of this in... in slow in, in, van. Take it easy. All this happened very quickly. So now we're only at 940. He's been in the in the school less than 10 minutes now. Mm-hmm. And police are starting to arrive on the scene. Uh, and feeling that law enforcement was closing in, Lanza took his own life with a handgun he brought with him. He was actually still wearing earplugs, too, and people don't know if he was wearing earplugs because of the, like, because he knew he was going to kill himself. He wasn't worried about damaging his hearing long term. Mm-hmm. And people think he might have been doing it just so he, he didn't have programmed. to hear, hear the, no, because he had that sensory thing, like the autism No, he thing. was programmed. <laughs> okay. That's what he was, he was MK altered. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Or he, they, they think he didn't want to have to hear the screaming children, like, as he shot them. Like, they literally think that might be what it was. Cause yeah, of the, and some other people think that he... Was MK Ultra? Why would you need earplugs for that, though? What do you mean? Why would you need earplugs? No, because I you brought that up with the earplug thing. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you, know, you were actually bringing up like the the aftermath and the debate and everything, and that was huge. Like, as with every such attack, people wondered. Maybe like in his mind, it's just going over and over. You know that he has to it's like must kill the queen. He's like Reggie Jackson. Yeah, yeah. let's okay. kill the queen. You know, and he's if got only OJ was there. And he's got these ear... Or Enrico Palazzo. Well, if OJ was there, there would be more deaths. Nah, there'd he be wouldn't at kill least a kid. OJ would never kill a kid. No, not a kill. Not a kid. Shake the shit out of one, though. Yeah. So how, many, how many yards did he run? <laughs> 2,000 yards. Well, over 2,000 yards. Yeah. That was just too good, though. So everybody's wondering, like, how? Why? When, whenever anything's happened, that, that, the question is always, Why? And Lanza's medical history did lead into the um, mental health thing. Obviously, he had like, very significant mental problems. And then also the gun control debate. That's the other thing that always pops up with this was the gun control debate. Of course. And how easily he was able to access legally purchased firearms. And that's the thing. Most shootings, especially mass shootings, I think like 80%, are done with legally purchased weapons. And there were actually two gun control bills that were introduced in the wake of Sandy Hook. One was a scaled, slightly scaled back version of the assault weapons ban we were talking about before. Basically, assault weapons were banned in the 90s, right after Clinton took office, but before the uh, Democrats lost Congress in 94. And then it was rolled back in 2004. Um, but that was brought up to reintroduce the ban on assault weapons. And then there was also another ban that was brought up, um, bipartisan bill at first, too. There was 
going to introduce universal background checks on private firearms firearm sales. Uh, like we have background checks now. If you go to buy a, a gun at like a gun shop or mm-hmm. a Walmart, you get a background check. But if you're at like a gun show where it's like just two people trying to sell guns like yeah. privately, there's no background checks. They wanted to introduce a system where that would happen. Both of those measures failed to pass the Republican-controlled Senate. Of course. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Of course. Uh, however, in Republicans Connecticut... Republicans are sh- fucking shit. They're shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're offended, but... No, I'm not. I'm not really Here's the thing. This is what I'm going to... I hope... I hope that there's another ban on assault rifles. And so w- when Bernie... L- l- let me get into this real quick. When Bernie Sanders was on Joe Rogan, they were talking about this and Joe goes, well, like, you know, like how, how would it, do, how, how would we, you know, do another like ban on, how would we do like a ban on assault rifles? And Bernie was like, Joe, we already did it. You know, like we already, right. already had one. And you know what you were talking about, mm-hmm. we had one for like 10 years until the Republicans came in and did it. And Joe was like, well, what about the people that already had it? And you know, like, what would we do with their guns? And he was like saying, he's like, I don't have a magic answer for you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, now here's the thing. Are they going to go and, and Bernie goes or, or uh, is the FBI going to go around knock on your door? No, like right. they're not going to come in your house. They're not going to Gestapo you uh-huh. and fucking come in, you know, with these these bands that like Republicans will they'll do this like uh, what's it called when they're trying to scare like scare tactics, right? Fear mongering. Yeah, yeah fear mongering. They're, they're not going to send around vans and have people come in every house looking for guns. They're not going to do that. But what they probably will do is is if they see that you have, like, if you're in your yard or you're out somewhere and you have this gun or you get pulled over mm-hmm. and you have this gun, there's probably going to be a fucking fine or something right, or right. they're going to get confiscated. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed, you, you know, it, when when there's a ban, you're not allowed to have them. Right. I will rat on anybody that I know that has them. If I know that you have a fucking assault wi- uh, weapon, I am ratting on you. Just fucking know that. Did you almost say assault rifle? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> so. Yes, I did. A fault level. Uh, we're not allowed to uh, speech shame. Oh. Quit the fault level. You're not allowed to speech shame today. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. it's 2019. By the way, just talking about politics with this and Sandy Hook, this, this. I'm ratting on you motherfuckers. Just this, know it. It's, don't, you don't have to worry about it because here's why. Sandy Hook, this specific incident was a watershed moment for me in the whole gun control debate because Sandy Hook was when I stopped caring about the gun control debate. I don't really care about the gun control debate. And here's why. Because after Sandy Hook and after nothing fucking happened, I realized nothing was ever going to fucking happen because there's a huge percentage of Americans, most of them Republicans, who care more about their guns than kids dying. And if that's the case, then it's a battle you can't win. You can't fucking win it. But we already got it in the 90s. Yeah, and, and, and gun culture has become a huge thing since then. And you're, then it's, gonna it's stop. never going to happen. It, it, it'll it's happen. It's never going to happen. That's dumb to say. Because it happened. You're, it's it's, uh, it's never going to happen, I should say, on a national level. Because things did happen locally. In Connecticut, where the massacre happened, measures were passed for universal background checks and to outlaw the purchase of magazines capable of holding over 10 rounds of ammunition. New York passed the SAFE Act which created a database for weapon permits and lowered the maximum magazine capacity to seven rounds, in addition to implementing universal background checks. Both Sandy Hook Elementary and the Lanza Home after this were demolished. They actually tried to sell the Lanza House, 
Nobody wanted to buy it. Uh, so they were both torn down. Sandy Hook Elementary was rebuilt near the old school, and it had a completely different floor plan. And both the Lanza home and the former site of Sandy Hook are now preserved as green sites. Basically, like, not quite parks, because I don't think they do that much with them, but they're green sites. Just, like, areas for people to go to enjoy nature. And, uh, so that's Sandy Hook. That's the fourth worst of the, um, of the mass shootings. The worst is Vegas. Vegas had the highest body count of any mass shooting that we know of in American history. So let's jump right into it. So, like I said, in Sandy Hook, we did talk about that being the fourth worst. This is the worst. To say that Las Vegas, Nevada is a destination spot for entertainment is putting it lightly. It's not just a place to go and gamble anymore. There's a seemingly endless array of options now. You can buffets. See a, yeah, oh god, yeah, buffets. Um, you can see a concert, you can see a fight, you can see a magic act, there's football coming, they have a hockey team now, you can basically do anything in Vegas. And starting in 2014, the city played host to the Route 91 Country Music Festival, which was named after the former stretch of Interstate Highway that ran right through what is now called the Las Vegas Village. It's a gigantic lot that's used for big events like this on Las Vegas Boulevard. Put my conspiracy hat on. Okay. No, I'm just putting it on. Okay. For this one. And it's still a little, it's, I, I'll tell you what, when you're talking about the Sandy Hook, I'm just like, eh, I had the hat in my hand. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I would have put it on yet. It's it's on for this one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so just to run through this, like the, uh, the 2017 uh, Route 91 Country Music Festival played host to some of the biggest stars in country music. Eric Church, Jason Aldean, Sam Hunt, Brett Hundley, and Lee Bryce. Now, time out. Yeah. We are not country music fans. And to put this to the test, one of those five people I just said is not a country music singer and was not at the Route 91 Country Music Festival. Which of those is the fake country music singer? Is it Eric Church, Jason Aldean, Sam Hunt, Brett Hundley, or Lee Bryce? Now these are uh, so. What what are we playing? Right? What are we doing? This right is now? just an impromptu game of who's the fake country music singer. Oh man! <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> well, Eric Ch- Eric Church is real. Okay. Jason Aldean is real. Uh huh. Sam Hunt sounds like he's real. Okay. Lee Bryce, I know that name from somewhere. Okay. I'm gonna go with the Brett Hundley is not the real one. Very good. You know your country music. Brett Hundley is actually a quarterback for... Uh, I forget who he is. He used to play for the Packers. I think he's with the Cardinals now. Okay. Yeah, Brett Hundley is a football player, not a country music singer. Yeah. Because I, 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 the only one of those people I knew was Jason Aldean. And I think I knew him because of this. Because he was the one that was playing when the shooting happened. Oh, okay. No, I I, I fought... Dude, you gotta remember, I, I'm friends with people that wear red hats. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You do love the Republicans. I don't love the Republicans. Um... So let's like let let's look into Stephen Paddock real quick, and this is a really fun aside. This is why I really want to. This is like my favorite part about this story. Uh, Stephen Paddock's family, actually. So Stephen Paddock was born in Iowa in 1953. He moved west when he was very young. He grew up for a while in Tucson, Arizona, and for a while in, in where Tucson, Arizona, uh-huh. Tucson, Tucson, <laughs> and uh, for a while. He lived in the Sun Valley section of L.A., which is when they probably should have known he was a bad egg, because he lived in Sun Valley. Uh, his that is a Delaware County reference. 
Uh, Chichester, Sun Valley. Yeah, there's dude. a rivalry afoot. There's a rivalry afoot. Oh, boy. And um, Stephen Paddock's father was rarely in the picture, but managed to give Stephen an early view into the criminal life. Benjamin Paddock, Stephen's father, started his criminal career early. He in, the, qu- in the 1700s. Because that's where <laughs> that name sounds like it came Yeah, it from. does. Benjamin Paddock does sound like he was a cobbler. Yeah. He, uh, this Benjamin Paddock, though, quit school at the age of 15. This one looks like he ate a lot of cobbler. He was a reasonably sized man. He joined the Navy during World War II. and was, In the Navy. He was discharged months after. By 1946, Benjamin Paddock was in the Illinois State Penitentiary, serving time on 15 charges overall. 10 charges of auto larceny, 5 for running confidence games. He was a flim-flam man. No, this is his... This is Stephen Paddock's father. Father. Yes. Okay. Benjamin was arrested again in 1953 for charges related to bad checks. Benjamin and his family then relocated briefly to Tucson uh, right after he got released from prison in 1956. And when in Tucson, he opened up a uh, service station that also sold used cars. He opened a nightclub and he opened a garbage disposal business. But it didn't take long for Benjamin to go back to his old ways. He was one of those guys where it was more of a thrill for him. They said he was an amazing car salesman, but he liked to do, like, cons and crime and stuff. And he's alleged to have robbed three banks in and around Tucson between 1959 and 1961, and he was eventually sentenced to 20 years in jail. And he wound up going to Anthony, Texas. He was transferred to a federal prison in Anthony, Texas. Seven years into his sentence, Benjamin Paddock escaped on December 30th, 1968, and quickly found himself on the FBI's 10 Most Wanted list. While most criminals aren't on that list long, he was actually on there until May 5th, 1977. And that's not when he was captured, that's just when they took him off. What had happened was Benjamin avoided arrest by changing his name and look. He became Bruce Werner Erickson, and he settled down in Oregon with a new life. He started operating a bingo parlor, and he even had a nickname, Bingo Bruce. (laughs) He was Bingo Bruce. Love it. He was caught in 1978, but only served an additional two-year sentence. That's, that's a good deal. Yeah, that's by the great, way. That's a great that's a deal. Great deal. You were sentenced to 20 years, you escaped after 7, you were free for 11 years, and then you only have to go to jail for 2. That's a great deal. Yeah. Uh but later, uh later he wound up paying over half a million dollars in 1987 to settle racketeering charges stemming from his bingo business. And he later Oh, so he wasn't even doing the bingo business no, no, on, the, uh, on the up and up. No, he was a, he was a con man. This guy was a flim flam man, uh, through and through. He's a grifter. Yeah. And then he later Charlatan. Yes. Uh, that's a doctor. Uh, he later no, Charlatan wasn't just a doctor. Really? Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure. I would look that up on my phone, but my phone's dead. He later relocated to Texas and died in 1998. Stephen Paddock, uh, we're going back to him now, the eldest of the four Paddock children, they were all boys, he would wind up working after college in a variety of government or government-related jobs, he was a letter carrier for the Postal Service, he was an IRS agent, and then he later worked as an auditor for several government contractors, mainly like aerospace and defense industries, one of the companies he audited wound up becoming part of Lockheed Martin. He, uh, he also owned a real estate business with one of his brothers, and they, he had owned some apartment buildings on the side as well. So he was doing pretty well. He was a rich dude. He sold his holdings off in 2015, and his personal net worth, they estimated, was somewhere between probably like 3 and $8 million, maybe upwards of $10 million when he sold off all these assets. And essentially, at that point in 2015, he was around 62 years old. He was retired. 
And he had taken the Vegas due to his passion for gambling. He loved video poker. He was really into video poker. And he was very cerebral and he was always looking for little advantages and things where he could game the system a little bit. And just getting more into his personal life, he had been divorced twice. His second marriage ended in 1990. Uh, He was on pretty good terms with his ex-wives. He wasn't overly political, although local law enforcement familiar with him said he was happy with Donald Trump's presidency because the stock market was doing well. And according to Stephen Paddock's girlfriend, he was an atheist. On on September 28th, 2017, Stephen Paddock checked into the Mandalay Bay Hotel in, in, uh, in Vegas he even got in for free because he was a high roller. He got a free, yeah. free suite. Right. He had a room. Uh, it was room 135. And I think he even had a second room on the, on the floor. It was the 32nd floor of the hotel. He had a balcony, which overlooked that Las Vegas village where the Route 91 Music Festival was going to be. He kept a Do Not Disturb sign on the door for three days. And over time, he moved 10 suitcases into the room, like a few at a time, because he didn't want to have like a bunch moved in at once and have it look suspicious. On October 1st, the day of the festival, while Jason Aldean was playing, Stephen Paddock broke the glass leading to the balcony of the suite with a hammer. The suitcases he brought in had contained a, an arsenal. He had 14 .223 caliber AR-15 rifles, 8 300, .308 caliber AR-10 rifles, a single Ruger .308 bolt-action rifle, and a single .38 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver. Basically... Instead of reloading a weapon when he was done, his plan was to just grab a new one. Most of the rifles were also heavily modified, sporting either a sophisticated laser sight, some of them had a holographic laser sight, and almost all of them had a bump stock. And a bump stock was is this uh, thing, this accessory you put on a weapon, which allows legal semi-automatic weapons to better replicate illegal fully automatic weapons. So, And some of them have both the bump stock and a, a sophisticated laser sight. So basically, remember SOCOM where you would have the burst fire where you could fire three shots at a time? Yeah. That's semi-automatic. Yeah. And then a full auto fire is when you just pull the trigger and it'll fire until it goes out. So a bump stock will basically make it it that instead of that. Well, what I was telling you earlier about how people can convert, they have these like conversion kits for for guns to turn guns into these um, uh, assault weapons. Right. You know, uh, yes. And a, and a bump stock was a very common way to do this. And um, at this point, bump stocks were legal, too. So what happened was uh, Paddock fired on the crowd below him for about 10 minutes shortly around after 10 p.m., around 10.05. 58 concert attendees were killed. Another 851 were injured. You had 422 people killed by gunfire, and the rest were injured in the chaos surrounding the shooting. Stephen Paddock also fired eight shots at a or eight rounds at a jet fuel tank at McCarran International Airport, which was very close by. One of those shots actually broke through the tank because he was trying to blow up the jet fuel. But jet fuel is mainly made up of kerosene, and it typically does not ignite when shot. Five minutes before the shooting, so rewinding a little bit. Mandalay Bay security guard Jesus Campos responded to an open door alert coming from another guest's room. At that time, he discovered that the fire door on the floor had an L bracket being used to screw shut the fire door, preventing people from coming out through the fire door. Because usually when police are coming in, they don't come in through the elevator. They usually come in through the fire exit. Campos later heard what he thought was a heavy drilling sound coming from Paddock's room and went to investigate. But Stephen Paddock had also wired the hallway and the peephole 
with cameras. He put security cameras, like webcams, up on the in the peephole of his door and in the hallway outside of his door. When he noticed Campos approaching, he started firing out into the hallway, and one of the bullets ricocheted and a fragment of it hit Jesus Campos in the leg. Campos, who was unarmed, radioed for assistance, and when hotel security came, they accidentally came to the 31st floor first, but by 1016, armed police and hotel security were on the 36th floor, and around 1015 is when the final shots were fired. They didn't hear any shots after that. And uh, so they were taking their time at this point, but at 11.20, police used explosives to breach Stephen Paddock's barricaded door, which is funny because one of the things in his search history, they looked at his search history after this, it was, do police use explosives? And uh, they did wind up finding Stephen Paddock dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So again, the question here becomes, why? Well, I know for you, it's like you have your hat on again, but just taking everything at face value. The question- if, if, if if I'm looking at it like that it happened the way that, that I, then yeah, then I don't know. And I wouldn't have uh, a fucking guess in the world because, because I don't, I, I remember at the time not knowing much about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then seeing these videos and watching these videos and how it looked like there were gunshots coming from multiple places and i remember seeing people running and screaming and it just looked like and then people were like oh it's just a what you're hearing is the sound you know bouncing off of the different buildings and mm-hmm. uh yeah it's a very crowded area to me it just seemed like when i looked at it i was like wow i don't know man i wouldn't put it past somebody like some kind of government thing to stage some kind of event like this i just i don't know what What's the motive of, of that? You know, right, what, right. what would yeah, be the same. motive of that? What would be the motive uh, motive of this? I don't know. I, again, like you know, I I don't I don't have the magic answer, Joe. <laughs> you know, my name's not Joe. Oh well, whoever you are, I'm not J P Burke. Um, I am Brian Paddington Burke. I don't think it's Paddington. It's Paddington. Okay. I I don't know. I don't know what what what's like. You know, what would that thing like? Because I think the right wingers want it to be set up so they can say, "Oh, it's the left wingers that want to take away the the guns." But, but at this th- point, like, and especially if you're talking about like the like the Justice Department and and cops and the FBI and the CIA, they're all Republicans. Yeah. And at this point, the president and the Congress are all Republican controlled too. I don't know. I yeah. I don't have the magic answer, Joe. Uh, yeah. Maybe the answer is it was Stephen Paddock. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe, Maybe it was. Maybe it's not. Maybe it was. And 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 what was his reason? Nobody knows. Uh, no concrete motive has ever been determined. Yeah. Uh, people who were around him and said he'd been drinking very heavily in the months leading up to the attack. He wired his girlfriend in the Philippines $100,000 in the days before the attack. He had spoken out pretty adamantly uh, to friends and people around him about Second Amendment rights. But there was nothing that stood out as a glaring motive. Overall, they did look at his bank balances. His net worth had dropped uh, from $2 million to just over $500,000 a couple of years before and preceding this. And a lot of people think he was taking like a lot of heavy gambling losses because he, he was a, a compulsive gambler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no evidence that he was in immediate financial distress or that that was a cause uh, of it. Some people look at Benjamin Paddock. Uh, most people who um, uh, examined Stephen Paddock's father while he was in prison said he was a psychopath. Um, and that perhaps that was passed down to his son. He had that superficial charm. He didn't think through his actions. Like, these are hallmark things of a psychopath. 
Uh, that doesn't seem likely, though, because Stephen Paddock didn't seem like a psychopath. Like, psychopaths are usually very spontaneous. This guy was a planner. That's why he was such a good auditor. He planned everything out meticulously. Maybe maybe some psychopaths plan shit. No, you're not a psychopath. That's like that's one of the hallmarks of being one. But maybe maybe Ma- maybe it's not I I don't think that it's got to be every specific little thing. I think you could be a psychopath and plan things. And, and another thing that's very evident in psychopaths is a detachment. They literally don't care about other people. And maybe this guy does. Uh, and he but the one thing they sh- like if there's enough things, though, then he's something else. Obviously, there's something wrong with him. Maybe it's not that specific thing. I think that we, I think that people like in terms are put in a box a little bit too much. Um, I think you could be a fucking psychopath if you're. Ki- I don't give a shit what you know some fucking jerk off doctor is going to say. Mm-hmm. If you're picking up a gun and you're going to kill a bunch of fucking people, you're a psychopath. I don't give a fuck if, if if you're spontaneous or not. If you're killing people, you're a fucking psychopath. Well, I think they're using psychopath as like a medical definition of a specific condition. And, and sometimes... And not just crazy. Like, some people hear a psychopath, like, oh, that just means crazy. Yeah. There's different, there's different types of crazy. Yeah, he's a psychopath. This guy's a psychopath. You're fucking... It's... A, again, I, I... It's like, uh, psychopaths are, you know, white males that wear brown socks. Like... But this guy wore gray socks, so he's not a psycho. Bitch, he's a psychopath. Shut the fuck up. He's a psychopath. Anyway, go on with it. So, yeah, he had one, one thing they showed, like, just cause to, to demonstrate that he did have empathy. Obviously, he wired his girlfriend all that money. He checked on his mother uh, to make sure she was going to be safe. There was a hurricane headed toward her. And the, the attack itself was very meticulously researched, very meticulously planned. He was even scouting things. He had um, gone to big concerts around Boston. Uh, earlier that year, he he had reserved a hotel room in Chicago overlooking Lollapalooza, and some people thought he had planned to actually shoot up Lollapalooza instead, uh, but he didn't go through with it. He didn't even use the hotel room. Others believe that Paddock had an axe to grind with the government, and here's where some sketchy sources come in. Um, some people say uh, that Paddock, they had heard talking, and this is like, oh, I saw him at this thing, I saw him at a Starbucks, I talked to him this one time. This is very sketchy information, but they say he was talking about things like Waco, Ruby Ridge, the Sovereign Citizen Movement, mm. FEMA camps, and the yeah. like. One witness, and this witness was in jail when he came forward, uh, said that he had heard Paddock say that Hurricane Katrina was a dry run for law enforcement and that military was going to start kicking down doors and confiscating guns. Somebody has to wake up the American public and get them to arm themselves. And he sa- And this guy also said that Paddock said, sometimes sacrifices have to be made. And um, so that's one thing some people think is he did this to try to drum up, like, oh, we have to take up arms to prevent this. Uh, but ultimately, like anything else, the actual motive of why this happened went to the grave with Stephen Paddock. Nobody knows. I know. Why? Oh, it was government. It wasn't really Stephen oh, Paddock. okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. So that's the Vegas shooting. Um, there's just one thing left for uh, for this episode. Well, that's all we have. No, we have that's one all the time. We have no, we have a little bit more time. We're actually a little over already, but whatever. We're 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 a bit over. I'm sorry. That was uh, yep. just because I kept going on and on for uh, about fucking Walmart. Well, Walmart was very important in one of our stories. Well, yeah, and and it's funny because I didn't even know that we were going to be talking about Walmart. That's funny. It wasn't like it was a segue or like I had read a note and was like, oh, hey, because we know I don't read the notes. <laughs> Uh, 
I'll be like, hey, did you uh, send me like, yeah, I emailed it to you, like, uh... I don't even email them to you anymore. Oh, you don't? Nah. See? I'm not even gonna read them. I wouldn't fuck You have that. access to the file, but I don't email it to you. Oh. So, uh, no, there's one thing left. Well, what was it? I can't remember. Oh, uh, time to go. Nope. Patreon, I know what... Uh, Patreon bonus stuff. Nope, no, nope, it was this. It's time for another game of Who Died <laughs> the Worst. That's right, it's time to play Who Died the Worst, everybody's favorite game, except Jackson Wells, where I give you three deaths, and you tell me... It was me, the second one, alright! You always everybody... say the second one. Alright, it was you the first the one. It was the fucking first one, then. Alright, everybody... The longer you do this, the longer it's gonna oh, take to get this done. My God. Can't we just go to sleep now? No. Not us You wanna together. go to sleep? I'm tired. Uh, so, the theme for this week's Who Died the Worst are mass deaths. These are... Masks. Um... People wear masks. These are mass deaths. Uh, mass? So not in a, a church. Oh, you are saying mass. Yes. And these not are mask. No, M-A-S-S. Oh. So these are so all... Maybe like luchadors. These died. are all deaths that happened in, in an accidental way, or not a shooting or anything like that, but a lot of people died. Death number one takes us to the Horseshoe Brewery, which... Stood at the corner of the Great Russell Street and Tottenham Court Road in London. And this brewery had a 22-foot-high wooden fermentation tank installed, which held the equivalent of 3,500 barrels of brown porter ale. By the way, did you see the, the porter that Yingling is coming out with? Hershey's chocolate porter? I did see that. I'm very excited for that. I love porters. I did see that. Uh, on the after- Yingling, I love Republicans. Yeah. Sponsor us. On the afternoon This of- episode of Murder by Dude is brought to you by Yingling. Yingling. We support right-wingers, like <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh. And then uh, one of the people in the Coors family was Republican. They actually ran for Senate uh, like 10 years ago, but lost. Mm. Pete Coors. Uh, on the afternoon of... But that's owned by Molson now, so it's a Canadian company, so support them. Molson, sponsor us. On the afternoon of um, October 17th, 1814, one of the Iron Rings around that 22-foot-high fermentation tank, snapped. About an hour later, the whole tank ruptured, releasing the hot fermenting ale with such force that the back wall of the brewery collapsed, and that blasted open several more vats, adding to their contents to, the, uh, their contents to a flood, which now burst forth onto the street. All in all, more than 320,000 gallons of beer were released into the area around the brewery, killing eight people. So, death number one is death by brew flood. Flood of beer. Death number two is Jean-Francois Pilatre de Rosier and his companion Pierre Romain. They were airborne. Loved his lettuce. Yeah. Uh, they were airborne on the 15th of June, 1785. After making some progress, uh, a change of wind direction pushed them back. They were attempting to be the first people ever to cross the English Channel in a hot air balloon. The balloon caught fire midair before suddenly deflating and crashing from an estimated height of 450 meters. So, death number two is hot air balloon crash. And then finally, on in July of 1518, the residents of the city of Strasbourg, then part of the Holy Roman Empire, were struck by a sudden 
and seemingly uncontrollable urge to dance. This hysteria kicked off when a woman known as Frau Tofea stepped into the street and began to silently twist, swirl, and shake. She kept up her solo dance-a-thon for nearly a week, and before long, some three dozen others in Strasbourg had joined in. By August, the dancing epidemic had claimed as many as 400 victims. With no other explanation for the phenomenon, local physicians blamed it on hot blood and suggested that the afflicted just simply gyrate the fever away. It was literally a dance fever that spread across this town, and people would dance until they died. 400 of them, at least. So death number one is death by beer flood. Death number two is death by hot air balloon, explosion, and falling. Death number three is dance till you drop. Dance fever. I ask you, who died the worst? I'm going to immediately eliminate dance fever okay here's my reasoning all right we already have one guy i don't think he won either who danced it doesn't matter we already have one dancing person. he is my all-time favorite though right. still to this day 31 and i think that in. you're trying to you know dance your way into fucking being more memorable than him yeah it ain't happening it's not it ain't he, happening. he is the patron saint of who died the worst so you're out of here Okay, I, I respect that. Second one, hot air balloon. You know that it's fucking unsafe. Yeah. So you're gone. So our winner is number one. The beer flood. The beer flood. Because I don't think those people were really expecting No, a lot that. of them were like children. It was a very poor area. There was very yeah, bad drainage. It would be like here. I don't think a beer flood would get us. It would just no, they wouldn't. it wouldn't. It would just keep rolling down. And I think everybody around here would drink it all. Yeah, probably. All the, all the skooks would come out and fucking start sipping that shit up with straws we'd be safe we'd be safe i'd probably drink a little bit yeah especially if it was at new porter oh yeah the hershey's chocolate the Hers- i want to try yeah. it i want to try that i do like me some porter i like uh what am i a fan of uh chesterfield uh ale yeah lord, lord chesterfield, chesterfield ale. well if you mix those two together you get a uh, authentic original yingling black and tan there you go yeah you can have a chop oh i'm gonna make i'm definitely gonna make a chocolate black and tan Right, That's man. happening. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, that is mass shootings, my dude. Um, and um, if you have any questions or comments, uh, go to projecthumanoid.com. P r o j e c t h u m a n. I know how to spell. Okay. H u m a n o i d. Dot c o m. Now spell com too. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to the questions and comments section. I would say find us on social media, but we're really bad at updating that. I haven't updated the Twitter since, like, April. I found that out the other day. <laughs> uh, there's a new show uh, on Project Humanoid, or coming to Project Humanoid, called Stand Upish. Uh, Nate already has a couple uh, episodes in the can. Uh, they're, they're available. I'm sure if you could just find it. It's uh, Stand, S-T-A-N-D, hyphen, Uppish, U-P-I-S-H. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. It's... Uh, Twitter.com slash stand upish. Um, yeah, so so Nathan Cole Cosby, uh, he just, he's basically his foray into uh, the world of comedy. He's actually coming to New York City on uh, this, uh, no, September, September 2nd through like oh, wow. the 4th or something like that. He's going to be checking out the different, like, uh, I guess, like comedy cellar or whatever, like uh-huh. different comedy clubs in the city. Very cool. Um, he's trying to. Catch a show at uh, some 
radio station up oh, okay. there that he listens to. Um, yeah, so he'll he'll be up there like, and he wants to ride the subway. <laughs> okay, you know, it's uh, I've done it. It's it's a thing. I've done it too. Yeah, it is a thing. Yeah, but but when you were when you're raised in yeah like Nebraska or not Nebraska Oklahoma, uh, his wife I think was uh, from Nebraska. Nebraska, because <laughs> uh, his wife's from okay. There? I don't know. Uh, he's lived in Kansas. He's lived in Oklahoma. He's lived in Missouri, uh, Japan, right? Japan, yeah, North California, Carolina, North Carolina, Florida. Yeah, uh, he's a globe trotter, Nathan. He is. Yeah, from not from Harlem though. No. No, no, he's an Oklahoma but, Globetrotter. But he'll be near the lesser known Globetrotters, right. the Oklahoma Globetrotter. Yeah, he's the one white guy. That's what we're going to call Nathan from now on, the Oklahoma Globetrotter, Nathan Cos- Nathan Cole Cosby. Right, yeah. Um, but anyway, he's got his uh, show. Uh, check it out. Um, let me tell you, Nate's Nate's uh, more uh, right wing than than uh, you and I. Okay, you know, I think this. everybody's a little more right wing than I. I am. I, I, I am quite left. Uh, nah, I don't think. No, nah, there's there's I think, people think, who are way farther th- to left than me. I think you like to say you are. I think you want to think you are. Just a, there are people that are way farther left wing. Just than to be I annoying, but um, yeah, there 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 are, and those people are really obnoxious. <laughs> I think that you you try. I think what happens is, is they have their they try to think that they're doing the right thing, and they and they go too far, and they become really obnoxious, and they they just end up being. Is it that you open your mind too much, your brain falls out, or something like that? Something along those lines, yeah. And and another plug for this week, uh, you and I will be on uh, a friend of ours, uh, Interviews with Everyday People. We are going to be the featured guests this week. So, let me me take five minutes. Uh Uh, Earlier, we mentioned somebody, um, I think it may have been, I don't don't know, maybe it was the Walmart thing. Uh I had said... uh, I said, uh, oh, it was the Cassius dude. It's the Cassius Clay. Right. What was his name? Muhammad Ali? No, the guy. Oh, oh. I forget his name now. Fucking Copernicus, whatever the fuck it was. I called him Cassius Clay. Speaking of which, this is funny. Not funny. But uh, so I I had to go somewhere last week. I think it was what? Monday. Yes. Had to go somewhere. I swing by the coffee shop on the way back. And guess who's sitting there? Take a guess. Cassius Clay. No, oh. he's dead. But you did try to uh, challenge him to a fight. I did. On one of our old podcasts. That was an old bit we did, yeah. Yeah. Very insensitive by modern standards. Yeah. yeah. But you kept, uh, that was our bit. Our bit was, you're going to train to fight, to fight Ma- him and, and to fight Muhammad Ali. And then my character was like, dude. He's old. He's old and he's very ill. Yes. Yeah, he's got uh, what did he have? Parkinson's. Parkinson's yeah. Apparently, his brother has it too. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah, uh, but it was like, no, you can't do that. He's old. He's you know, like there's no way. Like he, he just and you're like, I, I don't care. Like he was a bully. That's that. Whatever <laughs> your thing is. I was you're, thinking up for Joe Frazier because he was from Philly. I think. Yeah, and, and but this is part of our. It was, our, it, was just, it was a bit obviously. It was a bit for our our podcast, and it was funny. We had a lot of fun on that podcast. Uh, well, anyway, so I go and I'm, I'm, I'm Tony. It was Tony. Tony sitting there at the ta- at the uh, table at the coffee shop, and I get my drink, and he was like, "Hey, sit down, man." So we're sitting, and we're shooting the shit, and he's uh. He has an event coming up on the 24th called Skookstock um, in this area. 
It had bands like Crowbot uh, headlining Japan for Apollo 88. Uh, Bad Maggie, I think, is on. Yeah, a uh, band called Fate's Got a Driver. Fate's Got a Driver, has- who, who has uh, Eddie Reyes, who was the guitarist for Taking Back Sunday. Right. He was one of the uh, founders of Taking Back Sunday. He, I guess, got a little burnout and. Yeah, his own band. Well, he's in another band. Yeah, now, and, and he, and now he's with uh, Fate's Got a Driver, who's there. So anyway, um, me and Tony are bullshitting, and he's like, I have to, you know, hand out these, like, posters and flyers or whatever. Uh, he's like, you know, do you want to take a ride? So I was like, yeah. And he was telling me, he's like, I also have to go down to Muhammad Ali's training camp. So Fighter's Heaven. It's called Fighter's Heaven. It's about 15 minutes from here, 20 minutes uh-huh. uh, at the most. I think it's about 15 minutes away from here. And, yeah, it's where Muhammad Ali trained in uh, the late 70s to, like, yeah, later in his career. Yeah, later in his career. Post-Vietnam, post his exile. Right. And when he was Muhammad Ali and not Cassius Clay. Yeah, and so he, I, I didn't think I was going to take a ride, but I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Fuck it. Like, I'm going to fucking Muhammad, Ali, Muhammad Ali's training yeah. camp. So we did. We go down. We met up with this guy. I think his name was Mick. Uh, Mick basically runs it. Now, it's owned now by John Madden's son, Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike Madden. <clears throat> owns Fighters Heaven. He came up with the the logo. Apparently, that's what Muhammad Ali called it. Okay, and now so that's what that's what they're you know they're officially calling it. And they had this logo. It's this this guy that you could tell is supposed to be like Muhammad Ali, the way he's holding right. you know his head's cocked to the side, and the way he's got the fist up. Mm-hmm. But I guess so he doesn't get in any trouble with like the likeness of Muhammad right, Ali. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, it's uh they they rebuilt Muhammad Ali's uh, cabin that he stayed in. Muhammad Ali didn't want when he was staying there. He didn't want all the uh, you know fancy things and like accoutrements. Yeah, and, this is a pretty remote area. It seemed like he was coming to get away from all that stuff. That's exactly yeah. what it was. It yeah, was like so, Rocky Four, where he's in the cabin. And yeah. I was talking about that to Mick when I was there. I was yeah. like, I was like, this is a lot like Rocky Four. It's probably where they got it from. Maybe, yeah. You know where um, it's it's all like yeah, they're they're living in cabins and. So there's one cabin that was his his cabin. It's funny because there's no Rocky without Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Because it was the Ali Webner fight that Stallone watched and motivated him to to create the uh the first Rocky movie. Yeah, and, and obviously Apollo Creed's based off of Ali. Yeah, Ali. Absolutely, yeah. Um <clears throat> so so we're up there and the cabin that was Muhammad Ali's uh is a replica now. It's not the same exact one. I guess it was torn down or whatever, but they built and it's a, an exact replica. Um, the cabin that was the kitchen, I think is the same. We sat at the table. There's a picture of me and Tony sitting at the table, which was, it's an original, it's the original table. Like that was his table. Then, mm-hmm. um, he's got a sign. It was like rules for my kitchen. There's like an old stove that was originally, uh, that was originally there. Oh man. There's, uh, there's the, the, the big room, like the big, it's, I, 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 I don't know what you call it. Because it's not a cabin, but it's like a building mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, that was uh, the one that he trained in. He had his ring in and everything. Almost like a gym, kind of. Yeah. Sure. And that, so we'll call it a gym. That gym is still the same gym. Uh, just a few things are changed. It's not the same ring. They Every time he trained, they had like, they brought in different rings. Okay. Uh, this is just a, uh, basically, not a replica ring, but a, like a uh, training type ring. But right. like. I forget what you would call it, but like a facsimile, anyway. essentially. But it's it's a prop, really. Right. You know, um, but it, it, I was in his mosque. 
mm-hmm. and it was the it's the actual same mosque that he would pray in. Um, and you're supposed to like respect the mosque, you know, to go and take your shoes off and everything. I wasn't wearing socks, right? Um, and I didn't want to get athlete's foot, you know. Yeah, Th- that's not that's not the truth. I just I, I asked actually. I was like, listen, I'm going to be respectful here. You know, mm-hmm. are there rules? Do I have to take off my hat? Take off? And they were like, no, normally, you know, like in, in a mosque, you would take off your shoes. But, and I go, well, it's not an active mosque, is it? And he goes, he goes, wow. He's like, that's a great way to put it. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not an active mosque. Uh-huh. You know, I go, oh, so it's inactive. Mm-hmm. It's an inactive. Somebody turned the mosque off. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, a lot of these things, like his cabin didn't have electricity. The mosque didn't, you know, well, I think actually, no, the, the mosque did. Mosque had lights, but the cabin didn't. Um, I think it was, and it was all like well water. It was just such a cool experience, man. Yeah. Like being there and, and touring this thing. So if you're ever in, um, if you're ever in Schuylkill uh, County or shit, if you're ever visiting Philly, d- drive up. Yeah, in the Reading area, the Lehigh Valley area, you go in the Lancaster for Amish country or yeah, something like any, that. Yeah, anything. If, you, if you're in Schuylkill County and you're up here to check out Yingling. Um, it's right down the road. Yeah, man. You're Like I said, you're 15 minutes away. Uh, it's in like Deer Lake, uh, the, the Deer Lake section. Forget, I think it's actually considered Orvigsburg. Okay. But um, yeah, it's uh, Fighter's Heaven. You just Google Muhammad Ali training camp. Yeah, you'll find it. And uh, you can set up. He's pretty open. They they like this guy's there all the time. So Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. And uh, man, he, he's so hospitable. Uh, it was it was such a neat thing just being able to and on a whim, too. Like, I didn't even know I was going there. Right. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm surprised. Yeah. So. So anyway, yeah, that was my little story about Muhammad Ali. Wasn't killed or anything. Just wanted to get that out there. Okay. Just want to talk. I've been talking a lot today. I'm going to shut up for a month. Well, we still have the Patreon bonus uh, show. And next so, week's show. Yeah. Plus, we're going to be on Tony's show tomorrow. Yeah. So, well, it's, yeah, recording tomorrow. It'll be uh, released, I believe, this coming Friday. Uh, if you are listening to this as soon as it gets uploaded, I believe our, uh, our spot on, on interviews with everyday people will be up this coming Friday. I think that is the 16th, I want to say, of uh, August. So, um, why not? So we'll see you then, and then we will also see you next week with more murders. My dude. You know, now that I think of it, I could definitely beat Ali now.